welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. Presented by Cape and Cowl Comics. I am Henry Liu, and today I am joined by Rainier. Rainier, how's it going? Hey, Henry. I am here. You are here. <laughs> How are you? Uh, good. Pretty good. Okay, today is Monday, September 18th. And not long ago, season two of Preacher ended. And, you know, uh, let's talk about it. Both you and I watched all of season one and all of season two. Yeah, right? what, a, uh, what a season. What a book. What a series. Yeah. I, yeah, feel, yeah. Like, uh, I feel like last year you and I like grew together with, with Preacher. <laughs> we did. <laughs> a lot we had did. happened regarding that book and meeting some of the actors from the show. Yeah. What a yeah, whirlwind, yeah. huh? Yeah, let's go through that a bit. So um, just first off, before I forget, spoiler alerts, we're going to talk quite a bit about Preacher. We'll go in-depth on the show. We'll go in-depth on the comics. So if you haven't read, you haven't seen, be forewarned. Um, but yeah, you know, like last year, man, I kind of felt like the year 2016 was the year of preacher the for, year of the preacher yeah. <laughs> yeah for like both of us really because yep. we hadn't read any of the books but we ripped through the entire run um shout out to our buddy dennis who let us borrow his uh, his trades um but we yeah we we gobbled this up real quick and There's 66 issues across i want to say like eight trades yeah eight maybe nine six I or think. nine so, okay no yeah. it's it quite a bit yeah and um Great comics. Oh, yeah. man. Um, you know, if R. you I- haven't read it, read it. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. So good. RIP to the co-creator, the artist, Steve Dillon. He passed away last year. Um, but what he and the writer, um, Garth Ennis, right? That's the name? Garth Ennis, yeah. Yeah. What they did with Preacher is, is pretty amazing you, you know, know you know what's funny i was uh i was at a shop a while back and i remember someone asking this was just before the show started so there was you know quite a bit of advertising around it yeah and i heard this kid it had to have been maybe 12 maybe 15 mm-hmm. asking the shop owner hey what's preacher all about yeah <laughs> and i thought to my and this is when i was maybe midway or maybe three quarters away through the series yeah and I could not think of a way to describe <laughs> this story in a single yeah. sentence because it goes around the world. It goes yeah. it goes throughout time. There's vampires. Yep. Yep. It's there's Jesus. Right. There's demons. There's, there's devils. God. There's angels. Yeah. Um, I can't peg it with one sentence. You really can't. No. Yeah. It's it's beyond description. Really. It's, it's a tough one, you know, I and guess. Then, and then by extension to describe the television show to somebody, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's even harder to explain it to them. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's kind of the, uh, one of the cooler things is that the TV show, yes, it does kind of stay true to the root and the themes of the comics. Uh, it's very different. You know, it's, it's a whole different kind of thing. And it, the, the storyline does stray from the comics. Um, and yet, neither are, are 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 easy to describe. You know, I mean, the short of it is a man who possesses the word of God. He can make people do whatever he wants by his words. 
Um, and but, literally, they do literally what he says. Yeah. So if he were to say, I want you to open your heart to somebody. Yeah. That person would literally open their chest and show their heart to <laughs> yeah, somebody. Yeah, right, exactly. Right? The literal instruction of what he says to somebody is yeah. what people will do. Yeah, we saw that in, in the, the pilot, you know, episode one, season one. We saw a guy do that. And, uh, yeah, it's wild. It, it, it is such a, such a unique show such a neat unique comic yeah so yeah a little backstory um yeah 2016 is when uh the the show premiered and i remember when i heard about that i was thinking i was thinking oh this show looks different <laughs> you know it seems kind of interesting and yeah and that's when i heard from uh my buddy dennis and he had all the traits I was like oh maybe you know, I could read up before the show starts and um, get the inside track. Yeah. So I started that and you followed suit soon after. Like, I think you were like hot on my trail, right? Every time I finished a trade, you would, I would give it to you and you would read it and like, yeah. So um, I think I got to a point where I would catch up and I'm like, Hey man, are you done with that trade? You're like, (laughs) I'm almost there. Hold on. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a compelling read. You know, it's one of these things that, I couldn't put it down. You know, I, I ripped through those 66 issues within, I don't know, maybe a few weeks or so. Um, but yeah, really awesome. And then, um, yeah, we, we, like you were saying, we got to meet some of the cast. And it was on a couple different occasions, right? So last year, again, 2016. Hold on, before we talk about the cast, should we yeah. get like a summary, our best shot summary of what Preacher is about? <laughs> so like I know you described that it's this the main character. One of the main characters is Jesse Custer. Yeah. He has the word of God. He can instruct anyone to do whatever he wills them to do mm-hmm. by just opening his mouth and saying it. Right. But the thing that's interesting about that is that that's not what defines this character. There's so much about Jesse yeah. Custer. Yeah. It's not just the word of God. In fact, his power is more just like a supplemental thing to his, you know, core character because he he's gone through like he, you know he was abused as a child. Yeah. Um, where else can I go? He. <laughs> this is also it's also a love story. He finds he you know there's there's the love of his life that he uh, um, that he is with in the story. Uh, Tulip O'Hare. Yep. Uh, very, very much part of the story. Oh yeah. Um, and then there's Cassidy, the vampire. Mm-hmm. So there's this is this is sort of the core trio of of this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it it is a, a crazy crew of people. Hearing <laughs> you know? myself say that, I'm like, how the hell does a vampire play into this? <laughs> yeah, right. Like after all that, it's like, oh, guess what? His best friend's a vampire too. <laughs> How the fuck does that? How does that fit in the picture? And that's not even like the wildest shit you see in the in in the comics. You know, there's there's all kinds of wild and, and crazy stuff that happens. Should we talk? Okay, so maybe we should talk about how Jesse gets the word of God. So, yeah. Uh, so let's see. Maybe the the short end of it is a an angel and a demon who have been protecting their respective realms for eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, over time, had fallen in love and spawned a baby. Yeah. And this baby that was spawned was a contradiction to the world of heaven and hell yeah. and escaped and had found its way into Jesse Custer as as this this spiritual thing right. um, which gives Jesse essentially the power, the, the word of God. Right, exactly, yeah. And then, let's see, we can hop into the grail who... Mm-hmm. 
the Grail is like the secret religious society that yep. that protects the that. Who does he protect? He <laughs> protects the, the descendant, the line of Jesus Christ. Yeah, the, the lone descendant of Jesus Christ. And so because <laughs> the word of God is like this contradiction to their entire establishment, this crew, the grail, is in search of Jesse Custer. Yeah, 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 that's that's a good summary. And a, a, a big theme of the, the narrative is uh, God is missing Right, God is nowhere to be found, right. and it's kind of Jesse's mission to find God. You know, he he kind of thinks, oh, he's been given this power. Why? Uh, and he kind of thinks maybe it's to find God, or at least to to find God and f- get answers from God. Right. The ultimate question of why are we here? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it deals with some really kind of deep religious philosophical kind of questions but also deals with just some whacked out crazy shit you know um i mean it's just <laughs> there's like so much to say about i think i know what you're thing. getting at i think so the line okay so the line of jesus christ that they're protecting right they've been protecting since oh, i don't know since the first day since the first day jesus was born yeah and over time through t- over time through the to the current present time of Jesse Custer, there's been, to keep the bloodline pure, there's been a, a hefty amount of inbreeding. Yeah. And so who you would imagine Jesus Christ to be or a descendant of Jesus Christ to be is absolutely nothing like what you would imagine uh-huh. because of all of the the the, the incest. Right, right. The, uh, the Jamie Lannisters of the world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we're not looking at Jamie Lannister here. Right? We're not looking at uh, Joffrey, right? Right, right. Yeah, imagine <laughs> if, if Joffrey was born... And then, then there was further inbreeding for the next generation, and then the next, and then the next, and then the and next. And it just keeps going. Keep going. Like imagine the the type of like developmental delays that that child would have, and yeah, there there you go. Well, that's that's the world of, of preacher essentially. Yeah. So. <laughs> I would almost. I would. It's really hard about us. It's really hard to describe this without being incredibly insensitive yeah Uh, yeah. (laughs) but essentially the the end line is um is is jesus i want to say sloth from the goonies is is more coherent (laughs) than this character uh but that's what we're left with (laughs) yeah yeah a severely mentally retarded individual basically and uh that is you know the messiah yeah he's supposed to be the messiah (laughs) and so the leader of the grail is like we can't do this to the world so yeah. he 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 aims to find a replacement and he finds it in Jesse Custer. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's like this crazy brainstorm. I feel like Garth Ennis was like was just like maybe frustrated with religion and he was just kind of questioning everything. It was like, well, if there's a god, then then a vampire could easily exist. So what if we threw a vampire in this story? And then if there was this uh this sort of pure line uh, this lineage, like, wouldn't that person have severe developmental delays? And he just fucking put all that shit in the story. Like, he didn't give a damn. Like, um, and we're, you know, we're kind of pussyfooting around it a little bit, and because it is pr- 
pretty some of the material is is is, is really out there it's very unforgiving very in your face yeah but that's almost the beauty of it like the way the story is told in, in the comics for sure like the way garth ennis tells the story is like you know i don't give a fuck you know like this is my story and if you're gonna get offended like i, I don't care like this is, i'm gonna tell it how i'm gonna tell it and it's almost like an equal opportunity offending too like he goes after everyone you know like no one is is left unscathed it, it's wild it is it's a wild read do you remember people protesting when the da vinci code was supposed to come out in theaters oh yeah there were a, a bunch bit. of religious groups that were yeah. protesting that do you ever remember any religious groups protesting the protesting preacher uh, i i don't you know, which is shocking. <laughs> it's so it's, is it that under the radar amongst religious groups? It's, uh, because this is an incredibly blasphemous storyline. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just yeah, that's a good question. You know, you you would think there would be a bigger outcry, but I don't remember hearing. I've anything. heard of I've heard of religious groups protesting a Lucifer on Fox. Okay. Because it 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 depicts Satan or it depicts the uh, uh, the the devil. Yeah. As a person with feeling and empathy. Oh right, yeah. And like yeah. Th- that, I mean, that show—it's a great show, by the way. But that show has nothing on preacher <laughs> in terms of <Yeah>. like <laughs> just destroying the the very foundation of of religion and its, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I wonder if religious right people look at the show Preacher and they don't they kind of don't know what to make of it. Like, they're like, what, <laughs> what is it? It's so out there that they can't even formulate, like, a response. You know, they're just yeah. saying, oh, well, let's just leave this alone. This is just way crazy. I'm not even going to touch it. <laughs> it's possible, right? It's very possible. <laughs> or they just they just don't watch AMC. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, what, what, what else can we say? Um, yeah, well, why don't we talk briefly about when we met uh, met some of the cast, Okay, yeah, there were there were two instances last year where we got to meet some of the cast, and both were not very some memorable. of the cast, the main yeah, cast yeah. of the show. I mean, essentially the the entire main cast, yeah, which is yeah. fucking great. Um, so there was uh, Philadelphia Wizard World, which mm-hmm. was which was great. Um, Dominic Cooper was there, Jesse Custer himself. Yeah, you know, and a um, couple of things here. He uh, really cool guy. So know, the like, first episode had just aired the yeah. the weekend before. That's right. That's right. And we had seen the pilot, and we were pretty excited about it. And he, um, by the way, he's also uh, Tony Stark's father too. So it's kind of a twofer. <laughs> that's right. Kill two birds right. there. Yeah, that's right. So when we met Dominic Cooper, not only were we meeting Jesse Custer, we were all we were also meeting Howard Stark. Howard Stark. So yep. Double whammy. <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah, really cool guy. And he, you know, what struck me was he looked. Exactly like Jesse Dude, like he walked right out of the Dude. TV, right? Yeah, and if there's a couple of reasons for that. Like, number one, I think they literally just wrapped season one. So he had the haircut, the beard, and he looked like his face. He looked just like Jesse. But also, and maybe he was kind of playing this up, but he dressed like Jesse also. He, yeah. he was missing the... He was wearing uh, all black, a sport coat. Yeah, he didn't have the, the preacher collar, but pretty much everything else. Like, he looked just like Jesse and that was cool um, and yeah we both met him and so got the first time we, the first time we met him was an autograph so we got to like chat with him a bit yeah and we basically told him how we loved the first episode and we couldn't wait for you know the rest of the season I remember his 
response back was like, oh, you're going you're to love the second season or something, <laughs> right. something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, no, he's like, just you wait. Yeah, you know, just of, you wait. Yeah, kind of thing. <laughs> and, what a cool dude too, right? Such yeah. a nice guy. He was super nice, yeah, super, super cool. Um, oh, and the other thing is not only did I – get the autograph from him like oh you yeah, yeah yeah so you you uh did a little cosplay uh for for this convention i did i did you did the uh you did the jesse custer look i did with so yeah uh, priest collar and uh he's a, he's a big chain smoker so he's, he's got yeah a, he's, you, know, you got cig- you got a cigarette exactly well i i had a cigarette but i i gave him one too so this is great picture i have we did the photo op and like I was saying, by the way, tell me what what did it take to get a preacher collar? Did you have one already sitting uh, at your <laughs> desk at home, or did you have to shop a little bit? Um, yeah, needless to say, I did not own a preacher collar <laughs> beforehand, um, and I did order it online. Um, I will say this: it wasn't a. Uh, did you get a good deal? It, I mean, it was you know it was very reasonably priced. It was like <laughs> twenty bucks, but and also it wasn't like a prop. You know, it, it was a real preacher's collar like this is like ble- it was blessed i don't know if it was blessed but i ordered or i ordered it from like a site that they they provide it to real preachers so oh. yeah it was, a, it was a real deal kind of thing did it have a if you're gonna buy this you would also like to buy this and it's like <laughs> canisters of holy water and like bread <laughs> they, they should have no they, there was none of that there was it was like totally like non-amazon type type of uh, uh setup yeah right on yeah uh but yeah i got that and yeah it was a great picture you know he he's like I was, i'm telling you he looked just like jesse custer i was dressed like jesse custer and i brought a couple um marlboro cigarettes which is jesse's uh hold on let's, let's cigarette step, of choice let's step back a little bit so we were there for a few days and you originally had a photo opportunity with him on a different day oh yeah right yeah, you remember but that. i think you were like oh Oh shit! He, he looks just like Jesse Custer from the show. Right. This is the perfect opportunity for yeah. me. Let me see if I can move it up. So I remember you saying, "Hey man, I'm gonna run to the hotel and I'm gonna change and I'm gonna run back." And this is July in Philly, and it <laughs> yeah. was fucking hot as yeah. hell. That's right. Yeah, you remember that? That's a good memory. Like, um, you were determined to 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 match uh, like Sadie Hawkins style. Yeah. <laughs> with uh, Dominic Cooper, and you made it. Yeah, yeah, it worked out. And like, yeah, literally, we got in line to get his autograph. And I, the first moment I saw him, I'm like, oh shit! Like, I want to get the photo with him today because he fucking looks just like Jesse Custer today, <laughs> and he might change into something else tomorrow. Um, and I'm glad I did that because, um, sure enough, on Sunday, um, again, his face, his hair did look like Jesse, but his outfit was different. I think he was wearing like a blue jacket or something. Uh, so normal civilian clothing. Yeah, yeah. So that that, that worked out pretty well. And uh, and yeah, he 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 kind of got a chuckle out of it. Like when he saw me, when it was my turn to take the photo, and I I, I strolled up to him d- dressed up like preacher. <laughs> he kind of got a laugh, and then and he played along too. Like uh, I gave him the cigarette, I held the cigarette, and it was uh, two Jessies in, in the photo. Really exciting. Couldn't tell you guys apart. Uh, well, that's <laughs> not so much there. <laughs> is that posted on your Facebook or your um, Twitter? It is. Yeah, it's on. Uh, it is on my Facebook. Check indeed. out Henry Lou's Facebook. It's a great picture. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, and that was just the first of two really exciting uh, cast meetings yeah. we had that uh, summer. Yeah, yeah. Right? That was. Um, 
Let's see that that so you knew you knew Dominic Cooper was going to be there, right? And that was was that one of the big reasons why he went, or was it also because of um, what's Loki's name again? Oh, Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston. Yeah, yeah, dude, that that fucking wizard world in Philly last year was outrageous. Oh man, it was pretty mind blowing. Yeah, tell tell us who you got to meet oh, that uh, that con. I think I might have talked about this in one of our earlier casts, but uh, my my goal was to meet the cast of the Winter Soldier. So yeah. Chris Evans, Anthony Mackie, um, Sebastian Stan, uh, Haley. Yeah. Oh gosh, what's oh, Haley name? Atwell? Haley Atwell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, GSP. Yeah, dude. Even GSP was there. That's yeah. fucking cool. Yeah, no, that entire cast was there. I was like, oh my god, when's the next time we're ever gonna see them like together like that? I mean, um, mm-hmm. and this was on the heels of uh, of of Age of Ultron. No, yeah. Oh wait, was it Civil War? Oh, this was uh, like. Oh yeah, they were there to, basically to promote Civil War. Yeah. To promote Civil War, yeah. but they had advertised it as Meet the Winter Soldier cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. And um, yeah, I got to meet all of them, man. I got yeah. autographs from each one of them. Um, dude, I got a hug from all of them. It was awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. And the picture was great. Yeah. It was, it was a fun experience. It was. I. I can't. I still can't wrap my head around. It feels like a dream. Like I think about yeah. it, and I'm like, did that really happen? <laughs> yeah. And not only were all those great actors there, but Chris Hemsworth, a.k.a. Thor, was there. Uh, Tom Hiddleston, a.k.a. Loki, was there. The, the level of celebrity was through yeah. the roof. Yeah, so everyone after that was like icing on the cakes and meeting Dominic Cooper. Man, that was – man, what a weekend that was. Yeah, super cool. we got to do, do that again sometime. Well, like. I mean, that like we say we want to, but like the they, cons – Typically, well, they never have that level. That was like I feel like all of Hollywood was there. Yeah, basically, <laughs> it was like all the top stars of the MCU, you know, minus Robert Downey Jr. Basically, but pretty much all the top stars other than him were there, you know, and they were, and it wasn't like just like seeing them at a panel or something. They were meeting fans, photos, autographs, hugs, yeah, you name shaking it, shaking hands, all this stuff, you know. So, um, super cool. And um, yeah, I, I remember we were we were kind of struggling to actually go because it literally was the month before San Diego Comic Con, and we were already we, we had badges and we were dude the way the, I mean know. the way I was thinking I was like oh, dude like if I if for some reason I just can't go to Comic Con anymore like this is it like, <laughs> yeah I, I that's I yeah that's the peak of my convention right, experience right. for yeah. the year but um, just like thinking dollar wise we we knew we were going to spend a ton of money in san diego in july and then here's uh june and let me tell you like uh getting to meet these amazing actors wasn't cheap you know you had to get the vip packages and they were very expensive you know that they they were uh highly priced you know um so yeah we were struggling a bit you know it's like oh man like dude this is gonna cost a lot we would fl- have to fly out to philly get a hotel all yeah that. that was my first uh out of state convention okay yeah nice you've had many under your belt at that uh, point. a few a few now yeah. yeah um but yeah just going back to your what you brought up um obviously meeting dominic cooper wasn't like the sole reason but it was a factor you know i, I remember we were really kind of like do we are we gonna do this and we kept asking each other you gonna go are you still in um but for me that was maybe like the like kind of the the determining factor. Like, oh shit! Like this guy, he he played Howard Stark in the MCU, but dude, this guy's gonna be a fucking preacher, you know? Yeah, like yeah. he like um and that and like at that point, I'd read like a lot of the books, and I knew I was I was all in for the show. So like, 
yeah, that was a big part of it. Like yeah. why we went. Yeah, it was, it was for him. Um, so yeah, so cut to the following month, July 2016. Um, and I know what you were alluding to earlier. Like the whole John, Dominic Cooper thing was pre-planned. You know, like, like I knew he was going to be there. That's a big reason yeah, why yeah, we the expectations we were there, right? Yeah, and I like pre-bought like uh, the photo and, and everything. Um, meeting the remaining main cast okay, so in that was San Diego. A, that, that was, was not a, planned. That was just a total surprise. Yeah. Um, how did you find out about? So this was uh this was so there's Comic Con in the convention center yeah and they have like just a ton of offsites okay so this yeah. this was at an event that was at an offsite um, venue it was actually it was at uh, Petco Park yes yes indeed Camp Carnival yeah that's that what it was called it? Camp okay. Carnival I've never heard of Camp Carnival yeah but I thought it was maybe just an extension of like Nerd HQ or the Nerdist or something like that it was very similar to that yeah it's a free event you don't pay you walk mm-hmm. in and they have panels set up and uh yeah we knew ahead of time that there was going to be a preacher panel yeah but they didn't announce who was gonna who was gonna be right. there right? all we knew that there's a certain time slot there is going to be a panel for preacher so what was great about this was yeah. no lines we yeah. walked right in yeah. sat right down the yeah, first yeah. person we saw that was uh having a panel at that moment when he sat down was uh the guy from veep that plays Buster. Oh yeah, from uh, well, Rust Development. Yeah, Rust Development. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so he was there, and we were sitting pretty close. I'm like, wow, this is great. I mean, yeah. we're, you know, um, we're at a we're at a panel. We're hearing some awesome stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, we were found our seats. We were waiting for Preacher. And okay, so uh, that panel begins. Ruth Naga walks in. Yep. Um, uh, what's his name? The guy that plays uh, the saint. Uh, t- t- oh, uh, Graham McTavish. Graham McTavish. Yeah. Walks on stage and uh, <laughs> and Joseph Joseph Gilligan. Is yes. that his name? Okay. Yeah. And, and he walks on stage. So yeah. it's the remaining cast. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's everyone except for Don, Dominic Cooper. Right. Right. That walks up on stage and the panel's great. Like. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. I don't know about you, but uh, Joseph Gilligan, like he. He's he's he stole the panel from me. Like his, yeah. he was funny. Like he's yeah. an entertaining. He's he's basically Cassidy off screen and on screen. Like he's just this hilarious, entertaining dude. He really is. Like the Cassidy character is this guy. You know, like he he, he is Cassidy. You know, like uh, on the show, the, the great thing about Cassidy is he's like he's got no filter. Like whatever he's thinking, he'll just say it right. Yeah. And Joe Gilgan is like that on these panels. He'll just be spewing out all this random stuff. A lot of it quite inappropriate, you know. Like, but he'll it'll just like come out of his mouth. Like whatever he's thinking, it'll just come out. And he was like drinking beer at the time, and so he was vaping. Yeah, that's right. Like <laughs> this is, the guy's wild, you know. And, and he, yeah, he's awesome. He's great. And so cut. Okay, so that was what 30, 30 20 minutes. Cut to the end of the yeah. convention. Um, you know, there's people behind us that are trying to grab seats for the next panel, mm-hmm. but we noticed that the cast is kind of hanging around in yeah. this section at the front. Uh, so this is st- it's stadium seating at Petco Park, right? Right, right. It's a baseball stadium. Yeah, and so they, they cordoned off, you know, the areas for guests to walk through, but they were hanging out by that that sort of gate. Um I don't. I don't they were, were they signing autographs? I, they were. They were definitely taking pictures with people. They were talking to people. Yeah. They were still staying behind this gate, and I saw this as an opportunity. I'm sure you thought the same thing. Like the whole time, the panel, like the, it was 
such a kind of a small like intimate intimate sort of thing i figured oh there's probably a good chance we can meet them afterwards so it was in the back of my mind for sure yeah yeah and so i'm like henry let's 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 beeline it right down there and man there were there 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 was a bit of a crowd that we had to fight through yeah and i mean we didn't want to push and shove but i was thinking oh shit this is not going to happen because we're not we're not moving down there fast enough yeah and in addition to that, there were security people who yeah. clearly were wanting to get the things going. They wanted to get the previous panel people out and, and the next panel people in, right? Yep. And then finally an opening happens, and I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to go for it. And we start yeah. walking over the stadium seats, Yeah. right? Uh, and at that point, I was thinking, okay, I already know I'm going to get yelled at by security, but fuck it. Let me see how yeah. far we can get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And we got pretty close. We got pretty damn close. But then re- sh- security really shut it down at, at a certain point where they're like, oh, you know, they got to go. We're sorry. They got to go. And then. But not until we uh, got there. <laughs> right. Well, that's when something really fucking amazing happened. I'll never forget this because <laughs> most anyone, you know, uh, an actor, a creator at Comic-Con, they're going to follow what the security tells them to do it's like oh sir you gotta go yeah. and gotta- they and they and they know that i mean if they're out in the wild they're gonna just get mobbed right by right. fans but you know joe gilgan certainly at the time even now not a not a big name um and dude i swear he's he saw us like he not just a group of preacher friends he saw rainier and henry he saw <laughs> us and it's almost like our eyes met and he's like Oh, I'm, I'm going to give these guys what they fucking want. Dude, dude, dude <laughs> before you continue that. Yeah. Do you remember that moment where we were trying to run down there and we were so far behind that I, w- I was just going to yell out their name? Yeah. And I couldn't, I just didn't, I just blurted out, I just yelled, Cassidy! <laughs> I remember And this is that. his character's name. So I don't think he would have responded <laughs> to his character's name. Yeah. <laughs> so Turn back to Henry. I'm like, oh shit, what's his name again? I totally forgot. <laughs> yeah, that was I remember, awesome. I remember some of the, the, the ladies that were standing in front of me were kind of chuckling. We're like, yeah, what's up with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> so funny but sorry so back to your back to what you're saying yeah, yeah. How, no he yeah. saw us he he knew security wanted to usher him out but he's like these guys he, he saw i think he saw us like climbing over baseball seats and yeah. he's like okay these guys are preacher fans you know he they they want to meet cassidy yeah. so then what does this fucking guy do he starts climbing over baseball seats to get to us yeah yeah you know and he's like <laughs> he's like ignoring the security and he's like, what's up, guys? He gives us, like, awesome We're getting handshakes. high fives. We're getting, like, yeah, bro hugs. selfies with them. <laughs> and then, and due to that, like, if he hadn't have done that, they would have been out of there. But it was almost like um, Graham McTavish and Ruth Nega, they saw that, and they kind of didn't want to be, like, the a-holes who left the fans high and dry. They stuck around too. You know what I was thinking? I was thinking that maybe they thought, "Oh, okay, we're not as uh, as as aggressive uh, as we might have looked <laughs> running towards them." So maybe they're like, "Okay, if Joe can do it, we could do it." I think so. So yeah, pretty cool. And that led to us getting to meet Ruth Nega, the amazing Tulip O'Hare. You know, um, super cool, very sweet lady. Um, and you know, subsequent to meeting her at comic-con she was nominated for an oscar so the, i mean she's she's a super top-notch yeah, actress and high caliber yeah, yeah so in retrospect yeah i mean not only is she awesome on preacher but she's just like just in general like a great great actress um just and, goes to show man anything can happen at comic-con oh man it really you know what's funny too yeah. when i think about it the, the reason why we went to camp 
carnivals because we were looking to just take a break yeah. from like college and the exhibit floor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anytime you see an offsite set at Petco Park, you know that there's going to be like an opportunity to rest. They have all that ballpark seating. And a lot of times they have like lounge areas set up. And yeah, a big part of us wanting to go is like, okay, let's kind of get a break from it. And we kind of assumed, yeah, it'd probably be a little less hectic than the convention center. And sure enough, yeah, it really was. Um, And it turned out that this kind of moment of rest we were looking for turned out to be like one of the biggest moments, maybe the moment of that con, you know, It was like a secret panel that only we knew about. (laughs) That's what it felt like. Yeah, it did feel like that. Yeah. (laughs) Do you remember what you said when, as we were walking away from Petco Park, going back to the convention center, you said, dude, that was Comic Con for me. If this is over right now, I I can go home happy. (laughs) I do recall saying that. (laughs) I felt the same way. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's, that's how cool it was. You know, it's, and we've talked about this before about our um, our 2017 San Diego Comic Con. Like you just have these moments that were like you know really unduplicatable, and they really are special. And this this was definitely one. Yeah, and and to round it all out, we met uh, Graham McTavish too, the Saint of Killers, and that was cool too because in true Saint of Killers fashion. He just kind of appeared. He just you know? popped up. Yeah, we were after we met Joe Gilgan and Ruth Nega. We were like, we were super happy, and we we're like, we we're heading out. We we're leaving, and we we're walking up yeah, the ballpark yeah, just, steps. Just, just to give you the layout, so like, uh, Joe Gilgan was standing right next to us where the stadium seats were. Yeah. Uh, Ruth was standing uh, close to sort of where the gate was. Yeah. Um. So you had to sort of lean, lean. She she was leaning in to 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 say hi to us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then. <laughs> And then Graham McTavish, <laughs> we just turned around and he just, like you said, he appeared. He was yeah. he was standing in the in the the stairway aisle of the stadium seats. Yeah, he was like. So he was comfortably placed. Yeah, <laughs> he was like where we were leaving, like yeah. near the exit. So I don't know how he got there. And the dude is big too. You know, you see him on the show. He's this big, huge guy. He he really is really tall. So yeah, kind of cool. He just kind of appeared. Uh, super nice guy. Shook his hand, took photos, and yeah, man. Really awesome. That was really fun. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. So we've talked quite a bit about all things preacher, but we haven't talked about season two a whole lot. A whole lot. So let's let's go there a bit. You know, um, season two is 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 in the books. What do you think? So let's see. So it's it's different. Yeah. Um, but there are there are like nuggets of things they call out from the book. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, it. You know, I. Uh, I said earlier that uh, the the show is a lot different from the books, but for comics fans, for preacher comics fans, you're gonna get a lot of cool, you know, little Easter egg action, you know, throughout uh, throughout the, the episodes. So the shining light of this season, Hairstar. No question. Me too. He's so awesome, man. Like, I mean, he he was one of the highlights in the comics, definitely, right? And one of those characters are like, is that going to work on TV, on, like, basic cable? Like, kind of like with, like, the Negan question, you know? It's like, is Negan going to work, like, on on AMC, you know? And they uh, they they really nailed it. They picked it. the right guy. Like, he looks, again, like, it looks like he just walked right out of the comic book yeah. and onto the television screen. Yeah. Everything about him, his look, his demeanor, 
The sound yeah. of his voice is everything I would have imagined yeah. Airstar to be. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. When, they, the, when he first spoke, I'm like, holy shit, like, that's the voice that I was hearing when I was reading the comics, you know? that that's He is Hairstar, you know? And yeah, it's so, so good. Yeah, and we knew he was coming. We got a little glimpse of him in season one. That's you right. You don't see his face. Yeah. You just see the white suit, the iconic white suit that Airstar always wears. Right. But you know it's him. Right, right. And, uh, yeah. Oh, the Saint of Killers step it up this season, too. Oh, There's right. a lot more action this season. Yeah, yeah. A lot more gunslinging, a lot more, a lot more punches and kicks being thrown. Yeah, yeah, that's right. In season one, Saint of Killers was basically in his own personal hell, like, the whole season, right? It wasn't until season two he busts out and he actually goes after Jesse. And, yeah, there's some battles, you know? It's crazy. It's good stuff. So... You know, going back to Hairstar real quick, again, I think we both agree he's like, he's the highlight of season two. But uh, I think the reason, well, number one is, I mean, that actor, uh, Pip Torrens, his name is, uh, it's just, just phenomenal. Like, he really embodied that character. So, should we talk about Airstar in the comics? So, Airstar Air sure. in the comics, he's this no nonsense, emotionless soldier. Yeah, yeah. Who will do whatever it takes to get the job done? Mm-hmm. Very neurotic, right? Yeah. He he explains that he does not express or feel or share the normal emotions a person would normally have. Yeah, yeah. And so his only outlet of um, feeling in touch with humankind, not quite going over the edge, Doctor Manhattan style, mm-hmm. is having very. Uh, how do you want to describe this? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Rough sex, I guess. is maybe Dude, that's, that's like putting it lightly. Yeah, it's very like, lightly. Just dirty, like, oh, man, how do you describe this? Yeah, he's he's uh, he's got a, how do you say it? He's like a, he's a sadist, S&M, like, I don't know. He's, he's, he's got certain fetishes, right? I guess you could say. <laughs> I like how we're putting this so politically correct. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's a pretty whacked out guy. And, yeah, you really wonder, like, how are they going to put this dude on TV? And they, really, they nailed it, man. Like, they, they, as fucked up <laughs> pun, as... Pun intended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, as fucked up as the character is in the comics, he's, he's just as fucked up on TV. I, mean, I can't believe... I'm saying it, but yeah, it really is. They they show some shit that I, I can't believe they they showed. Like, um, there there is a whole episode where we are introduced to Hairstar, right? And it shows him how he came to join the Grail, and um, there is this whole vetting out process. There's like an interview process, you know. And the way that he got in, <laughs> this is one of my favorite scenes. So like, there's there's a, a fight like they have to fight this like incredibly trained soldier essentially like he's 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 uh he's invincible like all, all the other um applicants. he's a gladiator he's like this old, like ultimate ultimate gladiator yeah right? he's like he's like trained in mixed martial arts and he can't you can't beat him right all the other applicants take a shot and he just he just beats them handily so what does hair star do <laughs> he walks up and what does he say he says like um uh, what I'm about to do, you know, um, 
I, I, I have no like regrets or I, I, I do not apologize for my actions or something like <laughs> yeah. that, right? Yeah. And so he gets in there. He, he, he makes an attempt to fight, but he knows he can't beat this guy, right? So the guy basically gets him in a chokehold and he's, he's choking out Hair Star. And then, and they, they, they do show this, like basically from the waist up. Hair Star just starts. He drops trowel. He drops trowel and he starts beating off, like <laughs> right then and there. <laughs> And his opponent freaks out, and then he takes that opportunity to knock him out. So it was like fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the show they they go there. They just go there, I and mean, there there's that. That's just one instance of of some shit that like I can't believe they actually showed on TV. It's not HBO. It's not like Netflix. This is AMC. This is like free cable. You know, like pretty pretty mind boggling. You know, but it really does speak to. How, how refreshing it is to be able to, to watch a show that you really don't know what's going to happen. They might show you the most crazy fucked up shit imaginable. It will be there. Can you imagine just like channel surfing and you hop into that episode with Airstar <laughs> beating off to a dude that's supposed to be like wrestling him? Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine what would... I know, right? Someone's mind like, what am I watching? What is this? I would love to hear like if that actually happened, you know, someone just randomly came across that scene. <laughs> like, how great would that be? Uh, but what else? Um, you know, uh, uh, so season one of Preacher was was very enjoyable, and it really had this sort of uh, no limits, no holds bar mentality. Yeah. But it, it did feel a little bit slow, you know, like the, season season one. Season one. Yeah. yeah. It, the whole. The whole season took place in in that small town, right, Anvil, Texas, and um, I think most people. I certainly felt like, okay, let's let's leave yeah. Anvil, let's let's move on. I want because you know, especially the comics readers, you know, the the comics there, it's like this great road trip, like this touring of America, you know, and it felt a little stifling in season one where they were just stuck there the whole time. Yeah. And the end of the season, there was this promise of this this grand road trip where like Jesse, Tulip, and Cassidy hit the road, you know. Um, and there was a lot of fun, I think, with season two, where they got out of Anvil, right? And you know, basically, uh, New Orleans was the focus of of season two, and it was wild, and and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It did feel a little claustrophobic, though, because they in season two, they ended up connecting with who you find out is uh, uh, Cassidy's son. He's, an, right. he's actually an older guy. Yeah, Dennis. That, Dennis. And I think what they're trying to show here is that, OK, Cassidy is actually a lot older than we think he is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But they pretty much are home base is pretty much that guy's apartment. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of there's a lot of time spent with Cassidy and Tulip um, in that apartment, and that felt mm-hmm. a little claustrophobic. A little bit, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, this promise of this like grand road trip touring of America th- sort of thing didn't really happen. You know, they were basically stuck in New Orleans, and like yeah, there's a lot of stuff in this this guy Dennis's apartment, and it makes me wonder like is is the show Preacher is it going to be like each season is going to focus on like a different location, location and then they're yeah. going to be like stuck there each season like the whole entirety of each season possibly right yeah because that's actually how the books were laid out like uh, each um major story arc was like a different location and then they'd move on to somewhere else right yeah. 
Uh, so I wonder, you know. Um, What's going to be interesting, though, is that yeah. they also, because they really explore, like, the past and present of these characters. Right. And there's a lot of depth to these guys. I mean, you know, Jesse, he was a soldier at one point fighting in the Vietnam War. Uh, Cassidy, he right. was uh, he was also fighting in a war. I think he fought in, like, something pre-World War One or something like oh, that. Oh, right, like, yeah. He's a really, his character is actually really old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we see Tulip as, as, a, as a kid actually growing oh, yeah. up, which is interesting. So I'm wondering if they're going to show show that. They did hint at a lot of Jesse's past this season uh, with his, you know, relationship with his grandmother mm-hmm. and his uh, two, what, uncles? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wonder if that, we're going to learn more about that in season three. Yeah, I wonder. We'll see. Yeah, I think if there is any criticism, I think the show might be a little bit more character development based than the moving forward of the story like yeah I think a lot of people are kind of feeling what we felt like it's a little stifling like let's move on let's keep going I want to see more epic vent adventures in different cities around the the country um, but it really has sort of seemingly deliberately slowed it down and it's like we're gonna get to know these people you know really like who is Jesse Custer who is Tulip O'Hare who is Cassidy you know and that's made for it's kind of opened the door for really great like performances like these actors really get to sink their teeth in into these parts and um yeah it's cool uh, the character development wise there's it's great you know you, you're we're really getting to know these people um where they go from here we'll see yeah we'll was see. there anything on was there anything on the show that's different you want to talk about this, like what's different on the show versus the books sure. and what you like on the show versus what you like better in the books. Mm-hmm. Like, there are a lot of things that were really new. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Like the, there's a episode where they're collecting um, souls from people. Oh yeah. Right? That's, that's totally that's, new. That's not in the books. Yeah. 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 Um, there's also an episode where we meet uh, Tulip's, she has a husband, she's married. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, man, I forgot about that. uh, That's not in the books. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah, that whole tulip husband thing, that was kind of odd. I don't know if that particularly was better than than Tulip's story in in the comics. I I love the the soul stuff, though, like um, people giving up part of their soul, including Jesse himself. He does that, right? Um, that that was pretty cool. I, I like the way they handled that, and like that was kind of uh, Jesse's way to to beat the sand of killers to to give him part of his soul, right? So he could use the word of God on him, right? Yeah. So yeah, that was. Well, and that's cool. the thing too. That what's what's different in the show is every time Jesse's using the word of God, that is sort of like a homing beacon for uh, the saint of killers to. Um, GPS locate Jesse Custer. That wasn't really used in the comics. Oh, right. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. I think in the books, let's see, I think Sand of Killers was just basically roaming the earth. Yeah. And was, okay, if I find him, I find him. If not, I'm just going to create this path of destruction until I do find him. Yeah. So they yeah, used yeah. they used that, you know, that, that angle for them to meet was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, maybe the most obvious difference from the comics is Tulip because in the comics Tulip is a white blonde haired woman mm-hmm. you know and in the show is a black woman and um, yeah I was curious to see how that would play out and I think 
this is a case where I think the the show is better than the comics. I really like Ruth Nega as Tulip. She's really great, you know, yeah, and she's really stand out. And it brings um, something kind of new and fresh, and and yeah, different and cool. Yeah, I really dig it. It's awesome. So, what else can we say? You know, I think I think we're both. Uh, all in for season three, right? I am. Yep. Any uh, speculation as to what you think might happen in the next season? Ooh, I think they're going to explore some more of. Uh... Oh wait, we didn't even talk about. Uh, <laughs> we didn't even talk about Arseface. <laughs> oh yeah, no, Arseface yeah. is in hell. So That's season right. one, um, again talking about Preacher's power, is when he tells you to do something, you will do it in the literal sense. Yeah. So he tells this character Eugene Root who has an ass for a face Mm -hmm. out of uh, a fit of rage. He says, go to hell, you know, accidentally using the the word of God. Yeah. And he literally goes to hell. Yeah. (laughs) He like sinks into the ground and he's in, in hell. Yeah. And so this season they show him in hell. He is buddies with Hitler. (laughs) Yes. Adolf Hitler himself. And, um, wild. Yeah. And, and (laughs) Eugene, his name is Eugene Root. He, his, he, we see his adventure. Um, his goal is to well, let's see. I don't even know how to. Okay, so like <laughs> he's in hell, right? But he's in hell for the wrong reason. Yeah. And yeah. so the people that are running hell, are presumably Satan, <laughs> presumably uh, realizes that something is wrong with the system, and that someone that is not supposed to belong in hell is in hell. Mm-hmm. And and Eugene doesn't want to fess up to it because he doesn't want to just find himself in more trouble. Right. 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 And so it eventually gets to the point where their goal, where his goal is to escape hell yeah. because he just doesn't belong there. Right, right. So I think we're going to see, oh man, I'm wondering how we're going to see Arseface this year too or in the next season because let's see, Arseface in the books, he he just disappears at one point because right. his, his, his family is, is gone and he just goes on his own adventure where he comes back and he's like this badass like ninja almost oh, right. right yeah 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 and, <laughs> and, so, and um let us not forget at some point in the comics he becomes like a rock star remember that yeah, yeah that's the tail end <laughs> of it yeah he becomes famous yeah um so eugene's like background is that he is a big nirvana fan and he's he him and his friend are very much in you know in line with the grunge era style of music. Yeah. And uh, let's see in the comics, I think what happens is his friend he decides to kill himself for whatever reason. And uh, oh man, I'm trying to remember how this happened. Uh, his friend ends up shooting himself. And oh, they were both in agreement that they were going to kill themselves for some for some reason. I can't remember what exactly what okay. it was. I think it's because they thought that Nirvana told them to do it. Okay, does that ring a bell? Yeah. And yeah, then his, and then his friend just does it. Like he pulls the trigger and boom, he's gone. And then Eugene is like, "Oh shit, I don't know if I want to do this anymore." <laughs> and then uh, and and like just out of like fear or he's not sure what to do he decides to put the gun on himself and shoot himself but he actually survives where his his friend dies Mm -hmm. and they're able to save him and they reconstruct his face but only in a way where he has a hole for a mouth right which he then becomes the character arse face ass face right yep (laughs) (laughs) which is totally different from the show it's a completely different origin story and also um yeah that part where he kind of becomes a rock star in the comics that wasn't, at least so far, hasn't happened on the show either. And I was kind of 
looking for that because I remember that happened in New Orleans in the comics. Do you remember that? He was it was like Mardi Gras or something, and he was just oh yeah, they were partying. Together. They were partying, and then someone like caught his act and thought it was really funny, and like he just he, he like yeah, rose they, to start. They they get him drunk and they get him on stage to do some karaoke. Yeah, and there's yeah, yeah. a talent scout that's like, oh, this guy looks like he can draw a crowd. Yeah, and he puts him. Yeah, he makes him famous. Right, right. So I was kind of <laughs> waiting for that. Uh, in season two, preacher, but that didn't happen. So yeah, well, that was the thing too. So like, our space's character in the comics, he he can't he can't understand what he's saying. Okay, mm-hmm. but the but Garth Ennis manages to write it so that imagine covering your lips, like pinching your lips and talking. Yeah, that's that's Eugene Roots. That's our space's dialogue. Yeah. Okay, and yeah, when yeah. they write his his dialogue bubbles, if you were to actually sound it out. They they have to accompany it with actual you know <laughs> words that you can read right and when you actually sound it out it actually sounds exactly like the dialogue he's saying only yeah. just incredibly mumbled yeah yeah no and they they thought it through yeah it's it's it's, it's well done I, I remember when you and Dennis were talking about this and you guys were just really laughing at about how you guys were trying so hard to just follow his actual word dialogue yeah but couldn't keep up with it so you ended up reading the translation yeah of his yeah dialogue. yeah yeah <laughs> I I didn't get it at first but then when I read it I was like oh this is exactly what they're talking about yeah. Yeah, and totally. it's funny that on the show that his you can kind of make out what he's saying, but they still subtitle it. Yeah. So that's that, how they get away. I was with about to say that they they do subtitle our space on the show, and it it is a direct nod to the comics where they did the same thing, where you know he he's sort of comprehens uh, comprehensible, but you really need those subtitles. So yeah, it's cool. So yeah, that's that's a good um, sort of illustration of where. This character, Arseface, is completely different from the source material, but the the heart of the character and 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 uh, the you know a lot a lot of the the similar similar behaviors and stuff they they held on to for for the show, which was yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. And the show, it's like they're Jesse and Arseface are actually friends in the beginning of the show. We don't see Arseface and. Jesse interact until much later in their storylines. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, wait. So say that again. You right. mean what? When, when in the comics? I can't remember when do when do Jesse and Arseface's story cross paths? Oh, no, they they cross paths pretty early on. Yeah, because um, I know in literally issue two of the Preacher comics is the first appearance of Arseface, and. Um, it's pretty memorable because because yeah he does meet Cassidy and Jesse and Cassidy he, he that's when he says like the immortal lines like it's like it's, your face looks like an arse his face looks like an arse <laughs> exactly so it's a pretty awesome character intro so they do cross paths early um, but like yeah how they interact is 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 definitely different from from the show. Definitely. Because Arseface comes to him on the show as his as his preacher, right? Like he comes to confess yeah. his sins. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's not how they they first meet on in the books. Essentially, is is a different kind of relationship. Yeah, yeah the, the Arseface on the show is kind of is kind of sweeter. He's kind of got a bigger heart. Um, in in the comics, he is like this kind of innocent character. But yeah, I think on the show, definitely. You 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 kind of you feel for him, you know. This is he's like yeah. kind of the one guy who's like, oh, he's like, you know, you don't want to see bad shit happen to him. And like, other than attempting to you know. kill himself, like his moral compass is at least 
straight, right? Oh, like he's yeah. Not, uh, he's not as twisted as everyone else yeah. is. Yeah, unlike literally everyone else on the entire show, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, I wonder if we're going to see Jesse Custer has a childhood friend that he grows up with who has one eye. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember, he lives in because they live in this part of, uh, of, is it Angelville? They live in Angelville where it's just small town, like inbred. Mm-hmm. There's an inbred family that yeah. that is like his closest neighbor. Yeah. And uh, they have like a ton of kids that all have like deformities. And he has like one of his best friends is a girl that has one eye. Right. Right. I wonder, right. I wonder if we're going to yeah. meet her this in, in season three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have an arse face. So why not a single eye character? <laughs> yeah. Hard to say. Yeah. The, the show is, is, is strayed so far from the books. It, it's hard to say. Like the whole um, Odin Quincannon stuff, like he was like the villain of season one. Right. Um, in the comics, that character doesn't show up till much later. Yeah, you know, so yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's complete. The whole timeline is, is off. So it's hard to tell uh, exactly what, what's coming. But I'm in, man, dude. It's yeah. it's it's fun. It's it's a fun, different, crazy kind of show. So I dig it, dude. Oh man, it was interesting seeing uh, Jesse and Cassidy going at it really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the books, they're they're like best buds. They confess yeah. to each other. They're they're they are each each other's shoulder to cry on. Right, right. But also, in the comics, they they do. They, they 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 come to blows. They do, but that happens books. much later. That's true. And for, well, kind of a different reason. reasons. It all it has to do with tulip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it does. It does. So, so um, yeah, it's a wild ride. It's a fun ride, and uh, yeah, can't wait. Can't wait to see what's next for uh, for preacher. All right, dude. I think we're good. Yeah. Yeah. With that, we can wrap up the episode. This is Farewell from Henry and Rainier.